Split Tube Media and a Synesthesia Podcast present a special daily October podcast. Hell, 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 hell. to the king, king, king. Jason, have you read Stephen King's books? Have you read Stephen King's books? Books, 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 King movie, a Stephen King movie. Movie a Stephen King movie. King. Movie a Stephen King movie. I have done my best to scare the shit out of you guys. Hold on, let me check my phone. Because I really want to know what you have to say about the running man. But I don't want you to tell me outside of doing an episode. I don't know, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you nothing. Mm. Fuck it. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 12 of Hell to the King. Smell to the King? Uh, first, this is our first Richard Bachman episode? I believe so. Okay. I also don't know if there are any yeah, other... I was going to say, are there going to be other Richard Bachmans? Oh, Finner's Richard Bachman, isn't it? Oh, I've, I have no idea. I think so. But this is our first, for sure, Richard yeah. Bachman episode. Welcome, Bachman. Welcome, Bach, <laughs> to Hell to the King. We uh, are doing the Running Man. This is it. Today, instead of Hell to the King, it should be called uh, Get Rich Quick. <laughs> um, Jim, when last we left our loving audience, <sighs> I was losing my mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I had just learned mm-hmm. you had never seen mm-hmm. The Running Man mm-hmm, on account of its terrible title. You have now seen The Running Man. That's a real fact about me. Jim, Yeah, talk to me about The Running Man. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about The Running Man, Jason. Um, first, I wait, I want to note first that it is a terrible title. Um, it's a bad name for, uh, for a TV game show. And if I feel like it has the opposite problem of, do you know the movie Romper Stomper? <laughs> that mm-hmm. movie sounds like it's going to be a blast, but it's depressing. This has the opposite problem. I, this, this title has, anyway. So Richard Bachman, I thought was, I thought the whole idea of Richard Bachman was he had a second name so he could publish two books in a year. Right. But this, uh-huh. this movie feels tonally completely different. So that makes me wonder if Richard Bachman books are actually fundamentally different than Stephen King. I think the idea books. was that he was writing too much, and his publishers were like, you can't dilute your brand, so he created Bachman. But it also, I think, freed up sure. his brain sure. to be meaner yeah. than Stephen King was allowed to be. Okay. Because this is by every measure, very different than all of the other Stephen King movies we've watched. Yes. This is, I mean, it's, Jason, you know me. You know how much I love anti-establishment dystopian movies like like Rollerball or Death Race 2000 or Hardware. Or, this is 100% one of those movies. This is a movie that is about a totally idiotic thing but is making a political statement through 
through dystopia. It's so here. Here's I feel it's a dumb smart movie. It is a dumb smart movie, is which it is a my smart fave. dumb movie. That's mm. the question. Who cares? <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Is dumb smart things. I I uh, I don't think I've ever felt more torn about a thing, Jason. Because here's everything that you see in this movie. Everything that happens on the screen is incredible. Uh, (laughs) Every single word that anyone says is so terrible. All of the dialogue is awful. Uh, Just all, every, every word. I, if I weren't watching this for our podcast, I would have played music instead of (laughs) listening to it. I tried for a while, two thirds of the way through movie, I tried syncing it up with uh with Miles Davis big fun you know big fun it's like uh-huh. cuz it's about the right length um yeah. and it was it was fine but it was like a little too intellectual i thought about doing bitches brew but i think that would also be too intellectual um i did look up other things oh the, i think the i think the most tonally accurate thing i found that's about the right length is 9 inch nails the fragile so if anyone's listening i would I would charge them with. Uh, that works. I was going to suggest like a Naked City album, but I don't know if it's the right length. Yeah, it's got to be an hour and forty minutes long, or an hour and yeah. thirty-five if you don't watch credits. I know. Yeah, the best would be a Naked City or like a. Um, yeah, did I ever make you listen to the band Totally Rad? Uh, it's just like <laughs> synths and, and yelling. It's, it's something that's just like bop 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 in your face would be. Maybe just like I, I probably have a Karo Abe like. <laughs> Gronk sax solo the yeah. top at an hour 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need that. That's what you should play over this instead of listening to any of the dialogue at all. Um, but everything that happens in front of your face is so good. Although it yeah. is... Jason, There's the first time we cut to the evil TV headquarters, um, they're casually walking around and there are posters for their TV shows and one of them is for Hate Boat, which is it's <laughs> just a picture of a yacht and it says Hate Boat over it. And that is... <laughs> That is an exact depiction of how smart this movie is. Yeah, it's so. This is this is. Uh, we'll, we'll back up for a second. The Running Man is an adaptation of one of King's Bachman books. Yeah. It's his his pen name, and it's a science fiction dystopia uh, in which there's like a, a fascist dictatorship runs America. Mm-hmm. The main character is made to go through a reality TV game show in which you run for your life and fight yeah. enemies uh, to... Big men try to murder like, you. Yeah, and, and nobody ever survives, and it's the it's the most popular thing on television. Yeah. Also, the the reigning champion of the dudes who murder you <coughs> is, uh, is Jesse Ventura in a terrible wig, which yes. is so good. The, yeah, so that's the, the the thing that you will miss if you turn the sound off for this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes, you will miss a lot of terrible dialogue, yes. including some of Schwarzenegger's worst Absolute di- worst. Time. Oh, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> but the things you will miss is Jesse Ventura's voice. Yeah. And freedom. It's true. And the amazing performance by Richard Dawson as yes. the MC of the video game. He is very good that guy uh that that alone is worth the movie yes the movie is gives you so much more it gives you so much more it gives you people in ridiculous outfits running through a dystopia murdering each other with opera and lightning and hockey hockey sticks um but this this was it's almost it almost felt jason like 
like someone wrote a feature film adaptation of Mega Man, and then they and then they took the script and and changed it up a little bit to make it an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, right, and that's what it feels like. Um, all of which makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Does it, there is there are things about the movie that are clumsy that don't quite gel. Like you get to the end and you're like, okay, yeah. But but it's not the kind of movie where you need it to all gel. No, there's so many joys on the way. Yes. Um, it's right on the verge of Hollywood sort of figuring out, or maybe Schwarzenegger himself figuring out how he should be used in movies. Yes. Um, it's like he'd had the Terminator, he had Conan. They do make him say, I'll be back in it, which made me a little mad. Yeah, well, this is the time where he's, he does that in every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he, so he'd had like the obvious things where you use him as a piece of meat to right. represent this thing. Yes. That'd be Terminator or Barbarian. Yeah. Or just kind uh, of big, unstoppable. Like Commando in, well, Commando in Commando, but yes. also Commando in Predator. Like, sure. Predator is a great movie, but yes. it's necessarily because Schwarzenegger knows how to act or that no. they know how to use him. He it's just, just he has he to be big. Standing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's so many other people in that movie, and it's, it does so much. Again, Jesse Ventura. Um, it was right after The Running Man that whoever it is that figures it out, whether it's Schwarzenegger, his manager, or some other person, mm-hmm. out that they can do twins. That oh, they can yes. Do Cop, yes. That they can do Total Recall, uh, you know, then goes on from there. Yeah. Uh, that he, he. The sort he, of reappropriation of what Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, just sort of begin. So this is this is right at the end of that initial run of Schwarzenegger, where he's just in a bunch of mean, violent movies. Yeah, his role is to be huge. Yes, and it uh, very much feels like it really is on that cusp. It's yeah. it's it's standing on top of that pile of of big meat movies and sneering towards the future where he gets to be a kindergarten cop. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I took a screenshot, Jason. This is a full sidestep from that. I took a screenshot of the part of the credits where it's a bunch of sad guys walking through a prison camp, and one of the credit screens that comes up is Mick Fleetwood and Dweezil Zappa. And I was like, oh, this is (laughs) a very specific moment in time. Yes, yes, very much so. Mick Fleetwood in old man makeup the whole time? He was the old man also named Mick. Oh, Jesus Christ! There, there's so many people in this movie too. There's Yafik Kodos in this movie. Yes. He's nothing to do, no, but he's, he's around. I just, I love that he got paid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie, it's there's it's not the best. No. Schwarzenegger movie. No, of course. And it's not the best '80s dumb, smart dystopian movie. No, no, no. no. That's Death Race 2000. Well, that wasn't '70s. That's '70s. 70s. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the good '80s ones. That's I mean, the best hardware, is Robocop. Oh yeah, of course it's Robocop. Yeah, and which is, is how dare I? How and dare so, I? Ro- Robocop's the example of I think smart dumb versus yes. the Running Man's dumb smart. Okay, you know what I mean. I don't understand your distinction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do know that you've put movies on it, but I didn't. I couldn't parse that until you put movies on it. I think Robocop knows yeah. more what it is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Running Man is more what it is. Okay, and knows what it is. Sure, hate boat. <laughs> Yeah, the Running Man is a blunter instrument. Yes, because it means to be, but because the people making it could just make anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's what they had. Whereas RoboCop is made by somebody who is making a thing intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. As crude as it is, sure. Um, but it so it, it's not the best example of any of these things. No, 
but it's enough of each of them that yeah. I just love it. It is very fun. I will watch it again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's having a resurgence right now because everybody feels like the game show host is Trump. And it's, uh, okay. it's a, a prescient film. Sure. Because of, I guess, reality TV. Because well, he is a reality TV star who now is in journalism. I don't, sure. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever. Um, it's like, go watch, go watch the Apple, jerk off. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, that, that seems to me to be missing the great things about this, which yes. is Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom is really the star of the show. He's really the Oh, best my God. It's so Although I would good. say, I do think... I'm, I'm leaning back on this. I've done this before in these movies. I do. I think there's one shot that has a real humanist brilliance to it, and that is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has murdered two of these dudes whose job it is to chase down and murder people, mm-hmm. um, and and everyone is just fully gobsmacked. No one's ever done it before somehow, and uh, and it's 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 like a nightmare for all these dudes who who murder people for a living, and they call into the back room and tell the guy called Fireball that he has to. He's the next one up, and there's just it's just one shot of Fireball and some other people in a room, including two women sitting right next to him. And he just he gets up and walks out to go get ready for the show. And he's just he's so sad, but has this weird mm-hmm. sense of duty to the TV show. And the women sitting next to him are like, "Go, go get him," you know. But they they don't say that, but you, it's in their eyes, and they know he's going to yeah. die. And it's it's there's a, it's a really beautiful tragic moment where he's like, "I have to go die for this show." And you're like, well, it, "There's also fireball. the implication," and then he shoots I, I pink like- fire out of flamethrowers yeah well first of all it's Fully jim brown too feelings. what it's jim brown it's jim brown it is jim brown so the, jim brown has died in gray streaks in his hair oh it's yeah. so good jason everything they, visual in this movie is genius it's also said in a certain way or implied i forget exactly how it comes out but i i always got the sense from this movie that like nobody had ever made it to the second person before. Yeah, yes yeah which is funny because you have all of these extra people, but they've never had to do anything. So it adds something extra to that scene of like, yeah. oh, I like this is the first time in however long that I actually have to do. Something. Well, they don't they don't always <laughs> fight know? those people in that order, Jason, because they let the people in the audience pick what people they're going to fight. Oh, that's what. It so is. he presumably would have fought before. But it does seem like on most nights, one of those dudes goes down. And, and fight somebody. Most nights he yeah. just hangs out in the locker room and then takes off because everyone's really excited about Dynamo or or Ice Man right, or whatever. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, so Fireball doesn't get a chance to shine that off. <laughs> yeah. Poor Fireball. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, there's a fun. This is I think tying into your dumb smart smart dumb thing. There's a there's a fun but but doesn't feel like it's as clever as it thinks it is a moment where the, everyone in, in the audience starts cheering for Arnold Schwarzenegger instead of the people they're supposed to be cheering for. And, mm-hmm. the, and the game show host is just super taken off guard and the guy's taking bets out in the streets are like, oh, oh, I guess we have to take bets on him. And it's it's like a big turning point in the movie. And you're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course everyone's going to. Yeah. I don't even remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's name because he... I feel like a nice hallmark of Stephen King typically is that he gives his characters really charming names. Um, but this is the second one because Christopher Walken in Dead Zone has some kind of terrible name. He's like, I think his name is literally Johnny Smith or yeah, something. something super bland. And Schwarzenegger in this one also is like, it's like Don Com. Don Com. 
<laughs> it's Schwarzenegger.com, actually. Yeah. It, this movie was prescient. It was prescient. It was, please visit ArnoldSchwarzenegger.com. Benjamin Ben Richards. Yeah, Ben Richards. Which, wait, is yeah. that Mr. Fantastic? That's Reed Richards. That's Reed Richards, okay. Oh, I'm combining Mr. Fantastic with The Thing. Maybe, that's, the thing. maybe yeah. that's what he was doing. Maybe he was like, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's a, he has a fantastic... Double fantastic. Blood. He's stretchy and made of stones. Um... I don't want you to think I'm a sad man, Jason, but I am drinking Gatorade with some vodka in it. <laughs> it's just what was in my kitchen. That's fine. That's fine. Stop judging. Um, yeah, like the Running Man. I just, I'm, I'm still, I'm still living in a world where I can't believe you hadn't seen it. <laughs> but now you have. Now I have. I'm glad and you have I'm all glad. the correct responses. If anything, if anything good comes out of this month, it's that now I've seen the Running Man. Yeah. I just I assumed this episode was going to be a layup of you being like the running man and me saying the running man. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. Which is basically um, what it is. I just hadn't I just hadn't done it. Before. Yeah. It was I mean rewatching it I was reminded of just how dumb the movie is. It's incredibly dumb. Yeah. I like even that the like first jailbreak scene yeah, so stupid. Like it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. They're no. like, "Oh, there's the code. Let's keep punching in the code. It's not working in the same place that it was just working. Let's go to this other place. Well, it's not working now. I shot a man. Now it works. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. It's also like, they're it the easiest prison to break out of. You just have to put a code in a box and shoot some guys, and then you're out. Yeah. There aren't actual walls. Uh, there, there's a lot, you know, and it's yeah, he's a, what a pilot who's good, but if they make him look bad through editing, it's a lot of it is very very stupid there's also yes. there's also some weird stuff with like he breaks into that lady's house and then almost rapes her and then uh-huh. and then they become friends uh and then at the end they're in love that that whole thing's a little it's, weird yeah it uh, feels, <laughs> feels like arnold directed that scene it does it does it's super out of place with everything else that that character does um the screenwriter writer of die hard oh really <laughs> That's Your fun. precious, precious diehard. <laughs> Everyone loves diehard, Jason. Y'all's precious diehard, <laughs> but it's with other people, and probably he got rewritten by people. Yeah, yeah. I he also has his name on Forty Eight Hours, but so does wow. Wolf Hill. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's also in it, yeah. which probably eliminates supersedes anything the writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? And do we have anything else to say about the Running Man? I don't know, it's it's super delightful. It's just so I, good to look at. It's yeah. so nice to experience. It is a delight to experience. I do think I do think if anyone's listening, you should. If anyone ever listens to these podcasts, you should uh, you should find something that's an hour and thirty five minutes or an hour and forty minutes long and uh, and listen to that. Something real dumb and uh, and aggressive. Listen to that while you watch this movie. You could just loop. Uh, the Venga bus is coming. Oh, please. For an hour and a half. Yeah, I bet the Venga boys have an hour and a half worth of music total that you could play. Or, or possibly an hour and a half like dance mix of that song. Oh, yeah. I bet there's a good YouTube hour and a half long just house mix that you could play. <laughs> <laughs> just all, just an hour and a half of happy hardcore. Bang it out. Put a strobe light on. Watch the yeah, Like man. some Gregorian chants or something. Sure. Yeah, and you could turn the volume on the movie up just enough that you can hear the dialogue, but you don't have to because you're going to want to hear the sound effects, right? There's cool, yeah, yeah, exactly. Lightning. I wonder. I wonder if anybody is putting together a Blu-ray that has a sound effects only track. I would love that. Yeah, that should be standard issue. It should be. It should be a dialogue free mix. 
Absolutely. Dialogue and music free, yeah. or you should be able to, there should just be stickers issued, dialogue, sound effects, yeah. music, and you should be able to mix and match which ones actually. Yeah, put check boxes next to the ones you want. Look, we have the technology wise in this happening. Yeah, just do it. Do it in the theater. Everyone can vote at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. What do you want to hear? Exactly. Sometimes you want none of them. Sometimes you just want to sit there in silence and watch. <laughs> and vote for this movie to be silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, in this movie, in this movie, everything that needs to be communicated is communicated visually, which is oh, nice. Yeah. That's how yeah, there's that nothing is else that needs strength doing. of films that more of them should lean on is communicating yeah. visually. This one just also chooses to adorn itself with really atrociously bad action movie lines because mm-hmm. it is because it's on that cusp, Jason, where it's things are starting to get self-reflexive. Because uh, you know those like action movie goofy lines are always they're always jokes. They were never not jokes, right. but at this point, it's it's. It's jokes that are observing on jokes. It's it's two steps removed from any they're, kind they're of like, snarling action, man. The pro forma jokes. They're not yeah. even... They're not trying. Even, it's not even a screenplay anymore where it's like, oh, we need a joke here. Right. So they come up with a joke. Yeah. It, it's not even that. It's, we need one of Arnold's three yes. lines here. Yeah. Plug it in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or like or like anything that happens, they're like, what's an action movie pun we can put on this? We, we need more action. There are times where something will happen, and then it should cut away to the next thing that's happening, but it has to stay to linger on people to say three lines observing what has happened in jokey formats before yeah. it can move on to the next shot. And it's just, it it's too much. It is funny, because I feel like if I had been of age yeah. when movie was coming out and yeah. during the whole time period i would have been one of the people decrying the decline of cinema because of the rise of the oh sure muscle men of arnold schwarzenegger and sylvester stallone and yeah. the just completely idiotizing of adult yeah. movies and which it is it is doing that <laughs> because i was a kid i yeah this is all nostalgia for me it's like i'll i'll totally watch an Arnold schwarzenegger film oh for sure yeah yeah it's, and I'll it's watch delightful Forty percent of Sylvester Stallone's movies. Yeah, that seems correct. Seems like an accurate yeah percentage. Um, but at the same time, I guess that's what people say about Jason Statham now, and I'm full square for it. So. Yeah, I'll watch any Jason Statham movie. <laughs> I'll watch any Dwayne the Rock Johnson. When I hear movie. people complaining about the uh, you know Fast and the Furious movies, yeah, debasing American action cinema, I just feel bad for them yeah right you're like oh you just don't understand what is fun about movies yeah <laughs> it's not the uh, only thing that's fun about movies but it is but those yeah they have locked into something that is fun about movies. um uh, i watched the meg because jason statham is in it and jason he devotion he doesn't kick or punch or headbutt a single person in that movie he just he's just good at diving into water you, to look at a shark what a nightmare why would could you, you put say jason that he's statham? in it He's bare. He's no. If he doesn't kick or punch anything. Yeah. Jason Statham really in the no. movie? No. No. He's not. His soul is not there. His spirit is not there. <laughs> um, I don't recommend it. I do the recommend director, the director of The Running Man. Yeah. Also the director of Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, we should watch that someday. I've never seen it. Yeah. We should do a genie. There must be three good genie movies that we could watch as a triple feature. Why would oh, I want shit. that? Why Wish do I Master. want that? Oh, Wishmaster, yes. Again, there's at least five Wishmasters. Okay, great. Let's do a 
Wishmaster <laughs> and Kazam in between every Wishmaster. Yeah, watch ten movies where it's like Wishmaster, then Kazam, and then Wishmaster, then whatever that fake one with Sinbad is, then Wishmaster, and then <laughs> the one that doesn't exist, yeah, the yeah. one that everybody imagined. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know another one, another genie yeah. movie. That makes sense. Yeah, like Mike is that a genie movie? I'm just putting basketball players into into movies. Does Big count? Is that? Uh, that's a mechanized really a genie. genie. Yeah, let's take. I'll take it. Yeah. Here's my question, Jason. For you, is is the woman in Big a pedophile? Because I think yes. I think if she is, it's a thing she learns about herself during the course of the movie. Yeah. No. 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 What about herself beforehand? I agree with that. So really, what that movie is, I don't is think she's a malicious. Pedophile. Somebody learning their worst impulses and yeah. then having. The movie ends before they decide what to do about it. Yeah, the movie sort of ends in the, like, just at the beginning of the third act. Yeah. For her, for if she were the main character. Which she should be. Which she should be. That movie should start later <laughs> and yeah. feature her and end later also. Yeah. After she realizes. I mean, it could be the midway point. It depends on what happens afterwards. It's true. There could be a lot of, it, it could go a lot of different ways. Let's pitch Big 2 that starts halfway through Big. <laughs> So we're going to pick up right where the movie hadn't left us yet. <laughs> but but from a different perspective. We'll shoot most of the same scenes with different angles. And then we'll shoot another half an hour of movie at the end. Can you get Tom Hanks in here uh, at age 24? Yeah, he's extra big now. He's even bigger. <laughs> uh, he's Mr. Rogers now. What do you mean? Does he have a TV show? No, there's uh, Mr. Rogers' biopic starring Tom Hanks. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I... I, I I don't know. Here's my here's my feeling on this, Jason. I'm sure we've talked about this on an episode, or if not, we will. Which is my feeling about remakes being things you should make about movies that are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, why recast Fred Rogers? I what's well, not recasting? Yes, it is. You you can't make this is like when those dummies made a Three Stooges movie starring none of the Three Stooges. <laughs> Yes, except that the Three Stooges were that though that movie was supposed to be an adaptation of the characters that the Three Stooges were already playing. Yes, so it's a Fred it's Rogers too, movie. You think Fred Rogers on TV isn't doing a character that is also named Fred Rogers? He a hundred percent is. Of course he is, but the movie isn't going to be taking place in that world. The movie I presume is going to be about Fred Rogers, the person behind the scenes. I don't care. They're still recasting him as some other dude. And you can't do that. I mean, you can, but why? Fred Rogers is such a pristine... (laughs) He's such a pristine character. They're not not making a new Mr. Rogers neighborhood (laughs) starring someone else. No, I understand that. And the Three Stooges thing wasn't either. It was a biopic. But it was... Oh, was it a biopic? I thought it was... Oh, okay. But they're like, here are these guys, and they have these characters, and here's some other guys who are playing them, and you're like, well, that's not actually Larry Fine, so why do I care? And that's (laughs) how I feel about... Like, why would I want to watch... I love Tom Hanks. I'll watch him do other things. You're just against biopics. I'm not against biopics. I'm not against biopics. Uh, But... (laughs) What is the distinction? Is that Fred Rogers is so pristine... I don't think that anyone else can touch him. I don't think that anyone can be as good a Fred Rogers as Fred Rogers is. Oh, well, I agree with that. Yeah, so why try? I like, but also, like, I get why Jim Carrey anybody would is. try to be Andy Kaufman and make a movie about it. That makes sense to me. Sure, take a but swing. But never going to be as You're good never Andy Kaufman be... as Andy Kaufman was. Of course. but That's your complaint about Fred Rogers. Mm, yes, but it's. I, I think there's a degree issue. I think that, <laughs> I think that Andy Kaufman... It's worth trying to be Andy Kaufman. 
just give it a swing. See what you got. You're saying it's not worth trying to be Mr. Rogers? Yeah, because he's such I'll be a trying pinnacle. to be Mr. Rogers. He's su- no, we should try to be more like Mr. Rogers. We shouldn't try to be Mr. Rogers because he's he's the sun. You can't do that. You know, it's it's like Andy Kaufman is the Everest, right? And you're like, ah, I'm going to take a swing at Everest. <laughs> but Fred Rogers is the <laughs> sun, Jason. <laughs> Why even try? You're just going to burn up. Your wings are going to melt. Your wax wings are going to melt. And you're going to fall into the ocean <laughs> and be eaten by a serpent woman. <sighs> Your wax wings are going to melt is actually the uh, the band that we're playing with in <laughs> three cities. Yeah. None of them you've heard of. Come check out our tour. Uh, next month. It's in, we're hitting Scalapena <laughs> and Santa Madonna. I'm, so we'll have to explore this in a later episode. Who can and cannot be played in a movie. <laughs> yeah. According to Jim. Yeah. What well, do you want? I probably watch, have my own Do you want to watch someone else be Fred Rogers? Just watch that documentary that came out a year or two ago. Well, no, Fred but Rogers. I don't want to watch most biopics to begin with. Okay. But I'm not. So you're on my side. <laughs> I'm not offended by the thought, though. Like well, somebody, if you're going to make a biopic, somebody has to play you. Yes. Yeah. But why not make a documentary? Why? Why remake RoboCop? You know? <laughs> Um, we've completely devolved. I'm going to go to bed. Jason, I just had an idea <laughs> for, for a movie, for a movie about a smalternate universe <laughs> where things are the same, but smaller, but just by a couple of inches. What about a skullternate universe? It's all really hot. It's checked and people are dancing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> On board. I do. I've always thought this is the thing we should work out later. I've always thought it would be really good to make a movie, but like an indie. This is your this is your wheelhouse, Chase, because I don't understand or care about mumblecore, and this is going to be it has to be that scale of film. But it's, okay. it's a movie about a person who has Hulk disease, but only a little. So when they get mad, they grow like an inch or two. So it would we'd use the same actor, but just put tighter clothes on them and make everyone crouch a little bit. So it can't be about that. It has to be about something else. But that's a feature. That's the main aspect of the movie is that they halt okay. slightly when they we can you know we can build chairs at two different heights so they can be a little bit taller. Yeah, that that sounds good. Yeah, we need to hash out what that actual movie is though. I don't know that that actually is a mumblecore movie. No, it is because that sounds like a lot of uh, set construction and props. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a it's a ten thousand dollar movie. Eh, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, this has been Hell to the King. I don't know what we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. The Running Man. The Running Man. This has been... They should have called it The Gunning Man. The Punning Man? No. He doesn't... More accurate. He does pun, actually. No, you're correct. He does pun a lot. But I also wouldn't be interested in seeing The Punning Man. The Running Man sounds boring. The Punning Man sounds actively irritating. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Unless it's a movie about O. Henry. Sorry, you're trying to end the podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just talking all over you. Well, I just, I don't, are we going to make it? I don't. It's just such a boring the end title. Of the, the second week, let alone a month. <laughs> what do you mean? Because we have completely defrayed ourselves. I don't. I feel like we need a vacation, but we have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> I've just been trying to avoid Pet Cemetery, and it's also on the third, it's the 13th movie. Spooky. Yeah. Are you trying to avoid it because you have a child and you know yes. it's going to be awful? Yes. 
Cujo. I haven't seen it since I had a child, and Cujo fucked me up. So Pet Cemetery <laughs> is next good movie. So, but uh, all right, I'm gonna go to bed. Good, go to bed. Get out of here. Hell to the King is a special presentation of the Synesthesia Podcast, produced by Iguana Donald Studios, and distributed by Split Tooth Media. Music by Loyalty Freak. Hell to the King is recorded live before a studio audience of bobblehead dolls that are all crafted to look like members of your family. Watch the apple, jerk off. Synesthesia.